This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The camera zoomed in a little close on me, but you know what? There's really not much I can do about it, so we're just going to plow right ahead. The Brilliance Plus Passion Project, for those of you who follow us, is about spotlighting entrepreneurs, change makers, and influencers who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And today, we're going to be speaking with somebody I've been looking to connect with for a while. He's a member of our Everything Podcasting group. Uh, we've been connected on social media, and he and I have a mutual interest in the areas of copywriting and artificial intelligence. So uh, with no further ado, let me introduce you to Andy O'Brien, who is a copywriter and the co-founder of the AI Success Club. There's so much about his journey you can discover. Just come to our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. Look at the episode, and you'll see it all down there in the notes. So, Andy, welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you having me. I'm really excited. And likewise. So let's dive right in here. And the first thing I'm curious about is how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? Well, basically, I, I've been over the last like eight, nine months or so, and that doesn't seem like a long time, but in the world of artificial intelligence, it's it's uh, an eternity. Yeah. Um, I've been showing people how to integrate AI into their copywriting and their content marketing um, and how to not only do that with prompting, but also how to humanize the results they get. Because, uh, you know, the outputs of AI look like AI a lot of times. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's a little too formulaic already. I mean, we haven't even been doing it that long. And already we're seeing, you know, stuff online that like looks like it came off the computer and not out of somebody's head. So I show them show my my members and customers and clients how to uh, take what AI gives them 
and put a uh, breathe life into it, if you will. So give yeah. it kind of a human element. Um, so that's how I uh, like to say I make the world a better place uh, yeah. for the people I work with. Yeah. And what's interesting is how many people are building models around artificial intelligence for niche topics. There's a software out there called QuickWrite. It's an artificial intelligence portal. And it's specifically for uh, people like authors and bloggers, and it can create content for them. I mean, it can go to the point where it can outline your book and it can essentially write your book for you. And uh, my friend John Schumacher uh, has a, an artificial intelligence that creates content for your webinar slides. And I believe he's working on expanding it so it actually creates the slides themselves. I think that's how it works. I'm not yeah. sure. But this thing has an amazing amount of power. I've seen things on social media that if you didn't know what to look for, you would swear those are real pictures. That's how authentic it is. It's just a wonderful thing. Now, what I'm curious about real quick here is the humanization thing. I'm aware of tools that we use to check our artificial intelligence content to see if search engines would recognize it as AI. And usually whatever you generate out of the the portal originally, whether you're using chat GTP, one of the ones that I mentioned, or some other artificial intelligence generator, the validators are usually going to say, yes, this looks like AI content. So humanization, as I understand it, is putting it through another round of AI where it essentially breaks down the artificial looking side of it and turns it into more human sounding content. And part of that involves training the AI in your voice. So you need to use the same portal consistently once you find the one you like. Am I correct about that? Yeah, and I've actually done webinars and masterclasses on how to teach ChatGPT to write in your own voice. But, uh, and yes, there are lots of plugins, apps, uh, you know, all kinds of things, extensions that will uh, humanize AI content. But what I do is actually do it manually, uh, like from going back into your yeah. head and doing it. Uh, because, you know, it's still AI. If you're yeah. using human humanization AI, it's still AI at the end of the day. So, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I'm more uh, of a purist with writing copy and, and doing content marketing. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I, you can't lose your humanity here, you know. Um, so right. really, and, and I think in the next like six months to a year, we're going to come full circle with, with this technology and people are going to want to do it, uh, a lot of it themselves after all said and done, because there really is, uh, only so many directions it can go without, um, without it coming across, uh, artificial. Yeah. Know? That's what I, that's what I do too. Uh, what I tell people is, until you become highly experienced with using uh, validators, humanizers, and some of the deep level artificial intelligence, use it to generate your content, but treat it as a rough draft. Exactly. And, and just think to yourself that if you need to create, say, emails to send to your list or posts for your blog or scripts for your videos or sales copy for an offer you're making, that the AI will give you a good rough draft, but just like anything, it's a rough draft. But the beautiful part is that you have a rough draft. And for many people, it's easier to write when you're editing something to make it brilliant versus coming up with something from scratch. So oh, yeah. I view right now, even if you're a beginner, what the artificial intelligence does for you is it eliminates the part of writing that involves staring at your 
empty Word document trying to remember that brilliant idea you had at the grocery store the other day. Yes, it resolves blank page syndrome yes. or, or whatever. You know, you're staring at, at a blank page. I've done that many times. I've been a copywriter for 20 years, and and it's it's really, uh, you know, uh, rough uh, having to stare at a blank page and not knowing uh, mm-hmm. how to start something. And so, yeah, I mean, AI is just phenomenal with that, you know, resolving that issue and uh, using the right prompts. And then the right follow-up prompts, you will be able to uh, to start the ball rolling creatively. And I like to think of AI as my creative partner, you know, my muse. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, it's great with that. Um, as long as you go and, and paraphrase a few things, do a few tweaks, fine-tuning, and you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. So what are a few of the FAQs or frequently asked questions that people come to you with as they're getting more interested in artificial intelligence? Well, I guess first they asked me how I got into it um, because, uh, you know, we started, Denise Wakeman and I, who's my uh, co-founder in the AI Success Club, she's a content marketing uh, uh, legend. Yeah, Um, I know Denise. And yeah, so uh, people ask us like, you know, how did you, how did you jump into this so quickly? And all it took was us, uh, you know, meeting in December of last year when AI had just launched around Thanksgiving or ChatGPT, I should say. And um, we just decided, uh, you know, let's let's help people to get trained on this stuff. And we started the membership site and it exploded. It took off. Um, We couldn't believe it. it. It blew us away. Hundreds of members right out of the gate. Um, so people ask us that also people ask, um, or, you know, the frequently asked questions are like, is it really that easy? And, um, because, you know, you see all these things now, I mean, AI is, or ChatGPT and Bard and Claude.ai, those are all mainstream now. I mean, they're household words, but, um, the common question is like, okay, it can't be that easy. (laughs) You know, like you just Uh put in a prompt and you can you know, write an article or, or an email sequence in, in five minutes, but it really is that easy as long as you do the right prompts. And that's really the where the magic happens. The prompts are the straw that stirs the drink, I like to say. Yeah. Um, so if you have good prompts, then it really is that easy. And they also ask, will I be replaced by AI? Uh, you know, copywriters, my, my fellow uh, uh, people in the trenches and in the copywriting world are genuinely concerned that they'll be replaced by AI. And I've actually lost some clients as a result of the dawn of, of ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, but I was able to kind of weave straw into gold and, and say, if you can't beat them, join them. So I'm using AI in my copywriting and, and showing people how to repurpose what uh, ChatGPT gives them and to humanize the content. And really that's where I'm taking my copywriting into, you know, uh, it's really taken off in that respect. I have a course coming out about that mm-hmm. and I have a YouTube channel and and then there's the club. So um, it's really, this is the best time of my professional life. Um, well, I'm glad to, hear, glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So real quickly, what are a few questions you wish people would ask? Okay. Well, I wish people would ask like, how can I stay true to who I am? Like, how can I keep AI from... Uh, taking over my uh, authenticity, my humanity, my voice. And I show them how to do that. Also, um, I say uh, people, um, I wish people would ask me, um, how will copywriting change? 
and I can show them that it really doesn't have to change. It can be better and it can resolve writer's block. Um, but it can also, uh, if you aren't careful, copywriting can take away that, that human element. So that's where I, I wish people would ask me that. And then I can show them that it doesn't have to do that. And then what will happen to authenticity in marketing? And I'm already seeing um, it changing so quickly. Like all of the gurus you see out there now incorporate AI into their product offerings. And, you know, I mean, it, there's product launches left and right now that all of them have AI now. So, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how this will change marketing in not just next week, but next month and next year and five years from now. It'll be fascinating to see how all that shakes out. Um, so I, I hope to have that conversation with more people. All right. All right. So now uh, we're going to do this kind of a lightning round here uh, in the time we have left. So uh, what we do now is we shift gears and we're going to ask a few things to help our listeners get to know Andy O'Brien a little bit better. We've heard a lot about artificial intelligence, but let's hear just a little bit about you. Uh, what is something that people who know you would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, I love to tell this story, Adam. Um I've been married uh, 35 years. Uh, our, we celebrated our anniversary a couple of weeks ago. I met my wife at a, a celebrity bachelor auction back in 1986. Um, she heard my voice. I was a DJ at a rock and roll, a classic rock station mm -hmm. back in the 80s. She loved my voice. She was really into it. So she drove from Syracuse to Utica, uh, New York, upstate New York. To, um, to bid on me at a bachelor auction because I was, you know, one of the people, we were giving away uh, two tickets to the monkeys at the, at the Utica Auditorium. And so yeah. she bid on me. She won me for $30 and the rest is history. We, uh, we got married a, a year and a half later and uh, we have two great kids. And, um, you know, it's, so we liked it. We'll hopefully we'll tell our grandchildren that story, but I like to tell that story every once in a while. Absolutely. Uh, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Probably that I like to over-deliver. I like to walk my talk. Um, we have so much stuff in the club that, uh, in the AI Success Club, that we like pile on the content. Yeah. And, and we have, you know, trainings and people just love us in there. So I guess they'll just say that, 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 um, that I under-promise and over-deliver. That's kind of been something I've liked to pride myself on over the years. So I'd say that. All right. If you could change one thing that you've experienced, that you've done, that's happened, what would it be and why? Well, I wish I hadn't spent uh, 12 years in corporate marketing working for a cable company. Okay. Uh, nobody likes the cable company. And to be in marketing and and to, to try and get more subscribers, granted, it really shaped who I am today. So, I mean, I, I hate to mm -hmm. say I have regrets because nobody should really have too many regrets in their life because they wouldn't have be where they are now. But I wish I hadn't spent 12 years of my life in the corporate world. Um, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, as far as, I, I, and I'm going to be very trite here, and I just understand this is my humor. As far as marketing from the cable company, basically, I want to know, I, I mean, I don't even have cable. I just have internet. I'm a, I'm a cord cutter. Uh, but if I had a box and I was subscribing to channels and things like that, I would just want to know the cable's always going to work, uh, that they're not going to run test of the emergency broadcast system during the series finale of the show I've been following religiously for five years. Right. And I want to know that um, 
that when they bring on new customers after I've been there for three years, they're not going to charge new customers half what they're charging me as a veteran. You tell know, me those right? three things, and that's really all the marketing I need. Yep. Oh, yeah. People, we used to get calls all the time with that. Whenever we did a promotion, people got flooded with calls like, well, I'm a yeah. loyal customer. How come you can't give me that deal? Like, well, you probably got a deal when you came on and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's outside the scope of this interview, but I have ideas on what to do about that. But hey, you know, things are what they are. Now, uh, if you could meet somebody, what famous person would you like to meet? And what question would you ask them? They can be alive or dead. I would love to have met Steve Jobs. Um, okay. Because uh, I know that's an easy one. But, uh, you know, I'd love to get his take on uh, what he thinks of like the uh, iPhone 15, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. You know, I mean, I think if Steve Jobs had still been alive today, I think we'd be doing time travel on our iPhone. So it's possible, there, you know, there's just so it was just such a shame to lose him. Um, but I would love to get his take on AI and, and all the different things that are going on right now. So um, and just to pick his brain on, on uh, maybe maybe do a collaboration with him. Well, sure. Um, I love to read articles about the Steve Jobs emails that he sent to people and just that really quirky communication style he has and how, uh, in some cases, he was able to take complex issues and break them down into a sentence fragment. I thought it was brilliant. And the other thing I have heard about him, and it just depends on your views on this, is he liked to wander around the Apple headquarters, and he would stop random people, whether they were programmers, whether they were administrative staff, um, even the people in the mailroom. He would walk up to you and he'd, uh, he'd say, what are you working on? Wow. And, uh, yeah, and uh, woe betide you if you were not able to answer him with something that showed that you were doing some task or some project or some job that was aligned with and benefiting the goals of Apple. Oh, man. Yeah, because basically, basically what he simply wanted to see is that everybody understood what the goals and priorities of Apple were and mm. that they were able to have an appreciation for how whatever work it was they were doing contributed to that. So even if you were in the mailroom, there's a lot of things in the mailroom that contribute to a company's mission, vision, and goals. I mean, oh, yeah. it, may, it may look like uh, just uh, sorting the mail, running photocopies, and things like that, but the company falls apart without that. If you can articulate that properly, you're extremely valuable. It's a sign of a great leader, you know, to be yeah. able to do that uh, mm-hmm. effectively and, and still maintain high morale and, and do all the other things you got to do. Yeah. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Probably the fact that I, I now have... I mean, when I was a copywriter was for, you know, one-on-one client work, it was tougher, you know, to stay yeah. self-motivated. But now, uh-huh. now that I have like hundreds of members in the club who are counting on my monthly trainings and Q&A sessions and my, the weekly prompts I give out, um, I feel like, the, you know, I have a new lease on life. And I've, uh, I really like it motivates me knowing that people are waiting for my stuff, like they're yeah. hanging on my expertise so it, it's nice to be able to uh, to put that out there for people, uh, like in a totally different way now. And I have AI to thank for that. Yeah. I'm, I myself, my work style is I'm deadline dependency driven. Now, what that means is I get motivated when there's a deadline. And when I see that if I don't meet that deadline, it causes something else to happen to somebody else. 
mm-hmm. that I would rather not see happen. I actually cover this in my book, Groundhog Day is an Event Not a Business Strategy. It's one of the two ways to get people to actually care about deadlines. If you show, and it goes back to what are you working on? If you show that you coming through on this deadline on time will have this positive impact and you not coming through will have these negative impacts, well, it's easy to have a deadline to Andy or to Adam to be able to look in a mirror and say, oh, well, I missed that one. I guess I'll do it tomorrow. But if you're letting somebody else down, you don't want to be seen as that kind of schmuck. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. That is a great so, 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 Yeah, so, some, so sometimes you just use what innately drives people to elicit the response and the results you want. Absolutely. That's yeah. huge, having a deadline and, and being able to honor it uh, consistently. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and as I say, deadline dependency driven that deadline has to mean something it's not just an arbitrary date somebody picked uh you you show somebody here here are the great things that happen when you meet this deadline here are the bad things that happen when you don't and since we all like to be seen as helpful and valuable show us that and we're more likely to meet our deadlines and if we find we're having trouble hitting it we are probably 50 more times to reach out ahead of time and say, hey, uh, I need this additional resource or I may need to reschedule this or what have you, rather than just let it slip. Once you lose your credibility on deadlines, there's no getting it back. So, which is why, which is why you need other people to depend on it because you can maintain a credibility with yourself and just say, yeah, didn't happen today. Mm-hmm. But don't let somebody else down. So, uh, so finally, and uh, you have a great gift for our, our listeners, and I'm going to share that on your behalf. But in general, we're about a minute done from this episode being done streaming. What is one thing you would encourage our listeners to do as soon as they, as soon as they A, finish listening, and B, take up on what I'm about to share? Okay. Well, first of all, I, I'm assuming that most people listening – uh, have ChatGPT uh, available. And, and so if you have that kind of access, I would start using it to help you to clarify your target audience, um, the pain points, what their struggles are, um, what their desires are, the, the emotional elements of your target audience. Mm-hmm. Help Have ChatGPT help you clarify that. Because yeah. that lays the foundation for everything else you're going to do uh, in a, AI and ChatGPT with your content marketing, with your copywriting. And and it's you don't have to come up with some elaborate prompt. Just ask ChatGPT, help me clarify my target audience. This is what I already know about them. Tell me, um, tell me what else about them. And then where can where do they hang out in social media? Things like that. And why do they hang out there? I would uh, strongly recommend you do that. That lays the groundwork for everything else. Absolutely. And uh, your gift actually helps people do that. So go to www persuasiveprompts, that's plural, persuasiveprompts.com, www.persuasiveprompts.com. And when you get there, you're going to have the opportunity to download a collection of prompts that you can use to leverage this power of AI for creating emails, sales pages, websites, and ads with lightning speed. Uh, as of this conversation, I think there's about 75 of them. Yeah. So I'm not going to guarantee that there will only be 75 you're watching this two months from now there might be 100 or maybe prompts will get so much more efficient you only need 50 i mean uh but right now if you're watching the day this went out 75 regardless 
there's going to be huge value there. www.persuasiveprompts.com. Um, I know I'm going to be going there and getting my copy, and I know that our entire production team's going to be doing it. Um, even the felines who are on either side of me here, you can't really see them in the camera right now. Although Stella joined me a few minutes ago, and uh, and I encourage, and I know a lot of your fellow listeners are going to be doing so as well. So Andy O'Brien, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been an honor, and believe me, an education. Thank you, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,